broadcasting from the third coast and recorded live at Tripod South Studio. This is The Hango Show. I can indeed. Hot damn. Hey, what's in that big box behind you? Which one? <laughs> this one? Any of them. This one or this one? <laughs> Uh, how long have you been collecting firearms, bud? Since since you popped out. <laughs> That's the thing. At the hospitals down here, when you're born, they just put a Glock in your hand and send you home. So, I mean. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, been around here. Yeah, they, they, they hand your mom a Glock 19 and, and send you to the house. And send you home, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, it's funny when we were eating the sea boil tonight, I told my kids, I was like, I was like, this is, they eat this food a lot where right around where Hango lives. Yeah. <laughs> and my son was like, I want to go to, and I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Not right now. Actually, this summer hasn't been yeah. that bad. It, it, there's been a couple like scorchers. Um, well, that makes one of us, dude. I, I think all your humidity came up here. Apparently, I mean, like it's, it's been bad, dude. What kills us is, because I'm up a lot at night, the overnight humidity has been ridiculous. And oh, really? A cloud cover just holds humidity down to the ground. Um, and like at night, it's been really, really bad. Go ahead and spark it up. I don't want to hold you back. Uh, and so, uh, but during the day, it hasn't been all that bad. You won't. <laughs> uh, last summer. It, it we never we had a couple like it was really really bad days, but it wasn't near as bad as it usually was. Um, and I'm praying and hoping that maybe all the hot stuffs moved to the Midwest now. That damn global warming, I tell you. Yeah, I feel like it has. <laughs> it, um, is Matthew coming or no? You know, you know all the weather's fake now, anyways. We're not talking about that. <laughs> this is this is Mel. <laughs> This is not this is not weathercast. This is uh Welcome welcome to welcome to the Hango show with special guest Addison Todd. You're in for a very special treat. This is uh, uh the flat earth hour. No, this is toxic masculinity hour. Let's get it right. Toxic there you go. The toxic masculinity hour. I can I can go for that. Why are women like they are? That's the first question. Well, I, how long do you want to go? <laughs> I got 400 something hours to record, man. You just, I'll get up and go to bed. You just keep on talking, you know? Yeah, I probably could, man. I probably could. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Hango Show. Tonight, I got uh, Addison Todd, the one and only in here. Jay's in here. I see him popping up. We're doing like this, uh, using Telegram, uh, doing some video calls now and taking. Uh, screened callers. Uh, not not everybody can get <laughs> screened in. Screened callers. If you want to join, yeah, I will uh, say, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I. I <laughs> so you created this group, yeah, and you added added me to it, right? Uh, and, which is fine, you know. And uh, <laughs> so I'm looking who's in it. <laughs> well, what, okay. So first of all, what was the first thing that I said? I need clear rules on the anti-Semitic right. anti-Semitic jokes. Said, Please keep it to a keep, keep it to a low roar back in here, you know. Right. Unlike GTST, know, the Hango Show, we welcome everybody, you know. Unlike GTST, yeah. we get to be a a white male, apparently. Oh, for God's sake! We've had women on. 
two, three now, maybe <laughs> in eight years. <laughs> you know what? You know what? You take your wokeness elsewhere, buddy. I'm not being woke. I'm just saying, man, I, I love everybody. Well, even so Jay, Jay, Jay's half Mexican. I had him on my show. So I got That's a little, we got a little diversity now. There you go. See? Little flavor. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. So you added me to the group. And then as I was looking at the members, mm-hmm. I didn't realize until a couple of days later when you and I had started talking and you're like, oh, you know, I'm really thinking about, you know, kind of utilizing this the way you guys do a little bit, blah, 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 blah. And then, <laughs> and then I go and I'm like, okay, <laughs> sounds good. Cause as you know, <clears throat> we've been doing it more and more. And uh, then I go and I look at who's in the group and I'm, and I'm like, oh, there, there are some very key people <laughs> that are not in this group. <laughs> it's, it's just people who my, my group is just, it's a green room. It's for all my guests I've had on my show. Right. That's, right. That's, you know, I don't think Judd has telegram yet, yet. I'm going to get him well, on I that. Think, I think, I think I don't want to get disrespectful, but I think, um, I think you're missing a few. <laughs> Respectfully, by design. Oh, I need to get ice on. I, had, I don't have ice in here because he hadn't been on the show. I need to add him. No, to the you group. don't. Yeah, you um, don't. Trying to think who else I had who's been on my show who I hadn't invited. What are you laughing about? I can't think of anybody else. Oh, I lost him. Well, Addison's gone, so it's just the Hango show now. Hope everyone's having a good night. Maybe uh, Addison to get back in here. There's Jay. What's up? What's going on, man? You doing all right? Doing okay. I thought you lost Addison there for a second. Well, I, I can in. see him, but I can't. I, he's not saying anything. These young kids and their technology, they don't even know how to work it. He can hear me because he's laughing now. So, oh, there he is. <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> can you hear me now? Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what happened. You just, my mic just cut out, just totally cut out for some reason. Um, no, you, you're missing, uh, Sarah, Chris's wife. <laughs> no, I added her, did I not? Uh, no, last I checked, you did. Oh, I thought I did. I thought I added her and Chris. Maybe I sent her an invitation and she didn't accept it. I can't remember. Yeah, well, that, well, that may be, yeah. yeah but no, they, I, I just kind of flipped through. Oh, I, was like, I was like, oh, he's trying to avoid the ladies. No, I no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I invited, I mean, Tink's in here, Meredith's in here. I thought I got That's everybody. I'm yeah. sorry. If I miss Sarah, I'm, I'm sorry. I will I will definitely invite her into this. I thought I sent her a link, though. Maybe I didn't. Oh, well. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, yeah. So yeah, you're all about diversity and inclusion. Yes, whatever. absolutely. Everybody's got a voice. We speak their names. Yeah, and most of them sound like shit. Oh come on! <laughs> How dare you? No, I, I was I was telling Tink about you know me talking to you and Matt and Meredith last night. I said I thought Matt screened froze, and apparently he was. <laughs> He was on on another level. No, no, no. That was that was Matt that froze. <laughs> he was just standing there like this, and I was like, "I think Matt's screen froze." Like, no, I'm just really, really high right now. I licked the bowl. I, I fucked up. <laughs> I was like, "Damn, damn it!" Yeah, he had uh, he had taken quite a number of edibles. That's okay. Uh, is, my, is my understanding? <laughs> He's a grown ass man. He can do what he wishes. He is. Yes. He is, and that he does. <laughs> Where are you sitting at, Jay? You Anyways. out back? I'm on my back porch. Yeah, I look at Mr. Money. Of course, he's got his his uh, screened in back porch here. <laughs> no, it's not. It's, it's, not, not, screened it's in. not screened in. But he's got a oh, deck. Oh, you don't even have a porch. He's got a deck. It's a uh, it's a 400 square foot covered deck. Goes right into the house. 
Son of a bitch. Living the dream. Must be nice to be rich. I've got a covered patio. No, man. It's, <laughs> this is poor. This is this is poor man. I need anybody know any uh, uh, carpenters or anything like that because I need to get some fixes on this thing. So. <laughs> Falling apart. Have you seen the lumber prices this no. year? Yeah, the lumber prices. That's why I'm not doing anything. Right <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> I need to. I, I just got to get some boards replaced for the stairs, and then one one area where the uh, the kids are just coming up and down the stairs so much, holding on to the banister and making it loose. So, not too much work, and then get it re-sanded and re-sealed and stuff like that. But only takes money. That's it. Now, last year uh, here at the studio, we got uh, the back porch. Uh, it was a like a lean-to, I guess. <laughs> I had a roof over it. Uh, this is like a patio. But we enclosed it last year, and we used cedar to enclose it and then put a screen up around it. It was an arm and a leg last summer. The prices have, like, tripled this summer. I, there's no yeah. way we could have afforded it last summer. It was ridiculous. I think the cedar, I yeah. forgot how much it was per board, but it was a ton. There wasn't no wasting going on. No, cedar's expensive, and my neighbor is a roofer. He told me uh, you're looking at like ninety five dollar decking for a, you know a new roof if you have to get new boards and all that. He said ninety five dollars for a for a piece of plywood. And, for, and uh, I, why is it again? Is it was there like a strike or something or or like what just, what was the big? It's a COVID production. Supply chains are, yeah, are, are shit. That's it. Well, yeah. I mean, it goes all the way yeah. back to you know. Okay, forestry is really big around here where I live at. A lot of a lot of logging companies and whatnot. Okay, you give your guys an option. Hey, you can go sweat in the woods all summer cutting lumber, or you can take unemployment and get them the same money. What, what, what do you want to do? You know. Um, yeah, yeah, I, that's a that's a big problem that uh, kind of small business food is facing too. I mean, Matt's talked about that on the show. Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 just a huge huge problem. I used to Damn. stop and get get a tink breakfast on Saturday and Sunday morning when I got off work. So when I got home, she'd be kind of waking up. I give her breakfast. I go to bed. Uh, like our local fast food places, they're not open until eight o'clock in the morning now because they don't have enough people to, to work. You no know, morning breakfast service. They're, they're working like from yep. eight. Yeah. To, they're closing like at nine or ten at night because they got they got nobody to work. They're, they're putting people in there working the full shift, and that's that's it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big. It seems like it's a big corporate push for like really standardized hours, because I think I don't. <clears throat> excuse me, I don't even think Walmart's have gone totally back to their full hours yet. Have ours, they? Ours happen around here, right? And most of, most of the other corporate big boys are doing a version of the same thing. Yeah, I think. I think here they open like at seven, maybe, and they close like at eleven. Right. When before, you know, they were open. Of course, like after eleven, it was all stocking and whatnot. But still, I mean. I don't know why they're not. Op- I don't know why they're not. They've got to be letting the guys stock at night. Still, is they're just not open. I would think. I don't know how they're doing it. Yeah, I see a lot of Walmart people stocking while you're shopping. Yeah, well, they're always doing. Not that. only, yeah, stocking and then picking for uh, delivery or for pickup. And then, well, that's I what I mean. Like it really, going to Walmart. Yeah, it's like it's like a it's like a real push for like a standard of retail when it comes to the hours and it. For all intents and purposes, damn well as much automation as you can get away with. I mean, yeah. you know, our local Walmart here doesn't have a single fucking register anymore. Not one. None? 
Um, no, no. Yeah. And that's, that's for, for Jay here. It was local. That's, that's Chesterfield Valley Walmart, Jay. Busy ass Walmart. And they fucking took every one of them out and it's all computers now. And it's just, wow. and, then, and then they, and then they got these standardized hours and, and, and any point, if you're in there in the 11 to 11 that they're open or, or whatever it is, eight to 11 or whatever, a third of the people that are in there shopping with you are the fucking blue vest folks for either Instacart or, or the Walmart folks themselves that do it for pickup and take it out to your car and all this other shit. So it's, it's, I mean, it's really, you know, I mean, I, I know, <laughs> I know Hango likes to stay lighthearted, but it's like, it's fourth industrial revolution type shit. Like, it's like, let's just automate the shit out of it and we'll pay you to sit at home and kind of consume, <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, it's, um, yeah. we've got a, our, our local Walmart is a super center, you know, but it's a, it's a smaller one. 24 hour. Uh, it was until all this happened. Yeah. They were still not back. They were trying to cut it down to what it is now back in the day. But the store manager yeah. at that Walmart went to bat with corporate over it. Uh, we have a lot of factories that have that work 24 seven. Third shift. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so a lot of people would get off their second shift and go shopping at 1130 at night. And she's like, how, yeah. how are these folks going to shop? There's no other place in our town <laughs> that's open after 10 o'clock, you know? Yeah. And so they let and what sucks is that it's like Walmart created that scenario though. Oh yeah. Like they got everybody they used to it. And then they drive out all the other little guys anyways. And it's like, well, they're the only fucking shop in town in most places, except for like a dollar general. Sometimes and we have a grocery store here. Uh, that's kind of a, it's more of a local chain and it's all employee owned. They, they do profit yeah. sharing and everything with the employees. Um, and if that's usually where I'll go, unless I'm having to get groceries plus like, you know, some, something to clean the motorcycle with or, or some other kind of home good stuff. Uh, typically I'll go to the, to like the local supermarket, local grocery store instead of going to, to Walmart. Um, Walmart's handy. It's great, but damn dude. It, I remember this town, this town back in Back when I was younger, um, used to have a couple different grocery stores, um, had a meat market, had this, had that. And they had Walmart for all the cheap clothes, toys. The extra stuff, right. almost. Like what, like what right. Dollar General is Miscellaneous. now. Right. Uh, but Sam Walton was, I mean, love him or hate him, love or hate Walmart, the man was a genius for what he did. Consolidating right. everything. Even you know, Walmart to begin with, it was just... Home goods, you know, maybe HBA, um, right? Pet and dog food. He can, and then he started bringing in grocery on top of it. So he consolidated an entire town into one store. You know. Yep. And which at the yep. time, you know, for rural Arkansas was needed instead of having to go twenty miles to the butcher, twenty miles to, to the farmer, twenty miles to to, to the merchantile store. Got it all under one one roof. You know. Yeah. And, uh, but now it's like Walmart's like a blight almost and, it, and they employ a lot of people. I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying they do, that, they do, yeah. but I mean, damn dude, you, if you want to have a regular retail shop now, you might as well pack it up because you're not going to be able to compete yeah. with their supply chain. You're not going to be able to compete with yep. their prices. Well, you're not going to compete with anything. And my big problem is, is it's not, it's not even the centralization so much. Cause like in some of those towns, like you can see kind of that function. Like you were like you were describing, like it, well, it almost was kind of needed, you know, and that was how it took off. But 
what they've done is it's not just a centralization, you know, like it started or, or what have you, but that centralization is now just a marketplace for, and I'm sad to say, like the worst products. Oh yeah. I mean, all of those products are like penny shit directly off the boat. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just, I'm sorry, you know, <laughs> but like it's, and it's like, they're really shitty products. My grandfather always said, you know, you get what you pay for. Yeah. Do you want to, do you want to buy a steak for $2 a pound from Walmart that came off a, a reefer trailer? Or do you want to go, you know, 15 more miles and go see the local uh, meat market guy, yeah, yeah. you know, and he's, he's butchering animals that were raised by, by the Amish community, you know, and they were killed that morning and he's cutting out the bacon. He's cutting the pork chops, cutting up whatever it is out of it. You're going to pay more, but you, you, you know, that supply chain. That butcher got it from that community. You're three steps away from where that pig was raised. Right. You know, yeah, exactly. And Walmart is, but that, and that's what I'm saying. Even the Walmart super centers, like that, does not exist. Oh no! And folks that think it does because they can, can, can buy green shit in Walmart now, it does not. Like that shit comes from literally all over the country, and it's boxed and sprayed and GMO'd up to get it to you. Like that's just the facts. Like it's yeah. trash. How do you think you're getting strawberries and? in February at Walmart. Right. They're coming from California or Peru or where or some other warm climate where they were grown and sprayed with some kind of, uh, and preservative way early and and sprayed with some kind of, yep. Do y'all have a, y'all got a farmer's market up there, hadn't you? Oh, we got a bunch. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I was seeing Meredith or Sarah one. It posted some stuff and going to the farmer's market. We have one here during the summer and you can get, you know, corn. that was picked that morning. Or you know peas or green beans yeah. or whatever, but you're not going to find peaches at the farmer's market. Well, in, that's in March. So this you know? past weekend, yeah, this past weekend we went to one for the first time just because we stopped on the way back from somewhere and we were like, you know, screw it. Um, and we bought some jam. Um, the jam was probably the furthest thing because it was like across the border over in Illinois. Um, but then, like, the vegetables and stuff were all kind of local there. And when Meredith tried them, that's what she said. She's like, boy, like, this is different than, like, the vegetables that you get at some of these other grocery stores. And I'm like, yeah, because it's because it was actually picked within a couple of days. That's why when you go into a farmer's market, half the shit looks like it's about to be too old. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, you know. So, you know, you can go to the farmer's market and have dinner that night. But, like, that's why it is that way because it's not boxed up and put on dry ice to come from you know, who, who the hell cares? Right. I think Meredith asked one time after we finished recording, I talked about it on another show. The first time that, that, uh, I recorded with her, uh, she said, so why do you still live down there? I was like, well, you know, it's home, <laughs> you know, it's, it's where all my folks are at, but also, you know, I know if I need something, I can go see that guy for it. Or if I need this, yeah. I can go see that lady for it. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's what we've really done in the last year has is really do that for ourselves. We need to like so we now we, like we now get eggs. We get we we we're getting more and more of the meat, but the meat's really expensive. <laughs> the meat is really expensive to buy locally. Um, but like it's it's all like really close to us now. That and, and we're what starting I said, to grow though. more. Do you, you want to buy you know meat from who knows where, right? Or do you want to buy meat from a market and you're like we can take you to the farm that thing was raised at. Right, you, know, you see the cow, yeah. I mean, it is, it is expensive, but damn, I mean, you got two kids you're raising. They need all the good stuff, right. stuff they can get in their body. 
you know. Well, that's that's what we're trying to do. And so we started giving them local honey. That was that was one thing. Oh, and, yes. and it was funny because as soon as my son started taking it, like he had this lingering cough since we really got into summer. We, like me and my wife both noticed. I'm like, well, maybe it's a placebo, but like we didn't really have that honey in the house and weren't really using it in his oatmeal and shit like that. Uh, and now the cough's gone. So it's it, like there's an apurist <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> there's an apurist right up the road from the studio here. And uh, there you go. And you know, I've always heard if you'll eat honey that was local to your area, you'll lose all your 50 miles. You'll lose all your sniffles from during allergy season and no more cough and all that stuff. It works. Yep. It works damn yeah. good. I actually have the same theory. <laughs> You'll get a kick out of this. Oh, no. Uh, because <laughs> local pornography, well, what? <laughs> no. God, no. Yeah, turn the OnlyFans to within 50 miles. And, <laughs> no, God, let's stop. <laughs> What's your theory? <laughs> I have a theory because I'm, uh, as you know, a, a, a patient of this good state's medical marijuana program. And uh, <laughs> What's your ailment? I want to know I, that. I also, well, I also have a theory that smoking weed from your state that's within 50 miles of where you were, if, if it was like correctly pollinized and stuff like that, can do the same thing for allergies. Now, there's no studies to prove this other than my own stoned thoughts, but... <laughs> Like you're trying I'm to, just saying. Are you trying to cure like if your, it your, works your, for honey? You're, you're trying to cure your your local your uh oh shit I lost my thought. You're trying to cure your uh, local autism is what it is. Oh yeah, you exactly, have localized yeah. autism. Uh-huh. That's what it is. <laughs> localized autism. Very, very. That's your show title right there. Oh my god, man! If you go down to um, boy, you want to see some localized autism? I'll fucking take you to some places. Where bro. are we going? Where are we going? I need a bag of bags. We, we we stopped at a gas station on the way back from Chris's, actually, in Washington, Missouri. And oh man. Oh man, oh man. It's just like, you know, wow. Tell me some stories. Washington's finest. Washington's what? Well, it's just Washington's finest. It's <laughs> it's really sometimes you wonder if it's a competition of who can have the most prison tests? <laughs> like it's really, <laughs> yeah, but those, those are good looking tats though. Like, you know what I'm talking about, Hango. Like I, I'm not talking like the, you know, there's a difference between artwork and, uh, you know, a guitar string in, a pen. <laughs> in exchange for a bag of dope. Like <laughs> it ain't dope, man. It's honey buns and ramen noodles. Come on, get it right. Yeah. Well, believe me, there's a difference. And, these folks, yeah, these folks were rocking the good stuff. You know what we need to do? You mentioned it one Plus time. Plus, a Washington 10 is like a Chicago 2, <laughs> and we can just leave it at that. We need to. We, we, no offense to all my Washington listeners. I just, you know, we can move on. Uh, we need. You mentioned it one time that we need to. Uh, we need to go. You didn't hit the record button when we started here in Telegram. I'm recording on my board. I'm gonna fuck about your board, bro. I don't give a shit. Um, we 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 talked about going over our old jobs one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you mentioned that every time something said like you know I used to work at, and you said you have a lot of the same things too. I do, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What what was your first job? <laughs> uh, Chick Fil A. Very first job. Very first job. Wow. Entered the workforce at Chick Fil A. Well, yeah. You were there for a while though. No. 
No, it was multiple. Oh, you had you had multiple <laughs> rounds with Chick Fil A. <laughs> there were multiple tours, yes, in God's hateful chicken. Yes. Oh man, my first job was back in groceries. Okay, so kind of sort of the same thing, yeah. At a Piggly Piggly Wiggly. There you go, customer do, facing. Yeah. Do they have Piggly Wiggly up in the Midwest? I don't think so. No. I, I, they are nationwide. What's it, what's it comparable to? Like an Aldi type thing or no? Uh, smaller than Aldi. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's just usually like a like a small store. I mean, not like it's small compared to a super center. Right. You know? um, then I worked at Pig. What did you work next after that? After your first after your first tour with Chick Fil A, what did you find better? Uh, <laughs> that was when I went, 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 went to go work for the Scientologists to what? Th- that was when I went to go work for the Scientologists. You literally work for Scientologists? Not the, not well. Okay. Not Scientologists itself, but the boss was a Scientologist and it, <laughs> it was, he literally, I, have you not, have you not gone back and listened to some of that? I, I remember so the sketch that we did. On the I remember the sketch. About Scientology, right. So that 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 came out of that was our creative way to poke fun at how fucking nuts my boss was. So you worked because for a Scientologist, I, not for Scientology. Correct. Gotcha. But okay. I'm I'm telling you, I, I maintain that at least in this case, there was no difference. What were you doing? I mean, what was the job? Uh, well, so they're like, okay, it's like a marketing job, you know, oh. and I'm like, okay, marketing, bleh, social media, you know. And so, you know, interview goes well, whatever, they hire me, okay. And then I find out <laughs> that what they expect me to do, uh, and and call it marketing, is basically cold call fucking, like, Scientologists and try and get their business. <laughs> well, literally. And, and, yeah, and then, and then, so, th- so this is where it clicked for me. Because I, I looked it up and I'm like, okay, they're a little wacky, but you know, separation of church and state and all, they seem professional, whatever. Uh, then when it clicked for me, is this other girl started with me or like right after me, and they're like, hey, uh, one day they're like, hey, we want to do kind of like a, a orientation sort of thing with you, uh, both of you guys since you're brand new, and we're like, okay, cool, seem you know, seems legit, and we go down to the conference room, and the dude pulls out like literal. L. Ron Hubbard Scientology texts. And does he yeah, get the E meter yeah. out or is it waiting on you? What's that? Did he get an E meter out or was it waiting on you? <laughs> uh, no, he, they, they didn't. But that's, I mean, because I, 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 I literally turned the thing over because I'm like, this text seems kind of weird for like a business. And he keeps saying that it's, yeah, yeah, exactly. And he, he keeps saying, he's like, well, it's, it's like business tools, blah, 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 blah. And like trying to kind of like rationalize the fact that he's using this text. And I'm like, that just, it just seems like it doesn't seem to really fit the scenario. And I turn the motherfucker over and it says like L. Ron Hubbard, like it's Church of Scientology, like straight Fun. up, like just published by. And I'm like, I got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so how long were you there? Uh, it was like two months or, or something. Long enough to, to know you need to yeah, go. Yeah, what? Yeah, long yeah. enough. It was, it was. And then you went back I mean, to Chick Fil A. They're, they're 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 fucking nuts. Yeah. Like, <laughs> did you go back to Chick Fil A after that? Oh, what did I do after that? Did you go running back to Jesus? No. <laughs> I feel like there was something between that and more Chick Fil A. Is that when you were a cart pusher? No. 
That may have been what I got into after that. Okay. Damn, you're asking my stone mind to remember things like oh. 15 years ago, bro. <laughs> Sorry, man. You, you come to a professional show. I expect professionalism. Come well, here, half-ass high. Go listen to GTSD. You can <laughs> go listen to GTSD. You can get a taste for professionalism. Uh-huh. Um, no, it actually, yeah, that may have been when I went to Walmart. But, yeah, the weirdest thing about Chick-fil-A being my first job was it was also my first kiss. You were kissing chicken breasts? You know, I don't count, right? No, I, uh, no, it was my manager at the time, actually. Oh, dip in your pan in the company ink, sir. Let's talk about professionalism. Yeah. yeah. What's the secret in the sauce? <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> say it again. He said, was the secret in the sauce. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Um, you know, I've never, um, I never had a fast food job. I, really? I, I worked, I worked for Harpoon. I worked for his brothers. That was my second job. I worked. Well, that's I worked that's for Harpoon's brothers. That's something I got to look up on you. Uh, yeah, I, guess. I guess so. Uh, <laughs> I sat in that sweat box for an entire summer. Um, I forgot what I went to after I did that. That was ages. Yeah, what'd you do? What'd you do after the grocer? I went to work for Harpoon's brothers at the restaurant they had in my oh, hometown. Gotcha. Um. I worked there for an entire summer, and then um, what I do after that? I'm trying to think. Yeah, my next thing was Walmart. Now that I think about it, it was. Yeah, I because I, I I applied there because I was like, "Fuck it, I'm not going back to Chick Fil A because reasons." Yeah, and uh, and so yeah, then I I was a cart pusher at Walmart, and then one day the girl that I was dating broke up with me. And her literal reason was, you work at Walmart. And I was like, A, you're a bitch. <laughs> and, and B, the Walmart, it was Zumbel Walmart, before it became the pit of hell. Um, <laughs> seriously. Um, and I was so fucking pissed by that, the fact that she said that, that I applied at that Applebee's in the Walmart parking lot on a paid break. Because I was like... Fuck Walmart. <laughs> Make a fuck that bitch. I'm going to get another job. I don't give a shit if it's at this place. <laughs> well, say so you you say Applebee's. How many, how many pieces of flair did you get? Pieces of flair? What do you mean? You never seen Office Space? <laughs> never seen Office Space? Oh yeah, it's been a long time though. Oh man, that that fell on. Oh no 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 <laughs> yeah yeah okay no no I remember yeah. <laughs> Jay, we're talking to a child here. Don't you got to remember yourself. that, man. Come on. I think I think that, I think that was more of a Chili's reference. Um, it does, it doesn't matter. They're all the same. They got different different it's uh, casual, on the outside. Yeah, casual exactly. neighborhood and, dining. Yeah, now it's probably all all produced in the same goddamn factory. <laughs> yeah. well, you see, it pretty much is. You, you, you said yeah. you were walking in Applebee's, but really you were walking into the Wizard's Lair, and you didn't even know it. <laughs> well, I, he started after me. Oh, I thought I thought he was there when you went to apply. I'm pretty no no no. I'm pretty he sure afterwards. he started after me. Okay, yeah. As the new guy, because he was hopping. I mean, you know, and I'm not. This is not a pejorative, but he was he was kind of hopping through jobs at that point in life. <laughs> like it's just you know that's that was sort of the facts of it. But uh, yeah, and then I, so I got the job at Applebee's and was there uh, until I got fired. <laughs> you still in chicken tenders or something, or was it the boneless ribs? No, I said the word bitch at a table, and the. <laughs> In, 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 yeah, in a joke, and they laughed, and it was like no big deal. I was like, okay, 
they paid their bill, tipped, and left. Like so, I'm like, it's all good. I like, I, I wasn't, I didn't even think about it. And then they called back up, and they're like, he said the word bitch, and that oh was just gosh. too much. Yeah, that's that's too much. I know, and I was like, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And so they called, uh, and so the GM was like, did you say the word bitch? And I was like, they laughed. Like, here's their ticket. Like, they tipped. And he's like, well, you fired. And I was like, oh, okay, faggot. <laughs> and left. Uh, no, see, I worked for Harpoons Brothers and then. That's where I met Dano and Matt. You met both of them at Applebee's? Yeah, he was a server. We were all servers. Got you. I'm yeah. trying to. Th- I think I went to work uh, at the radio station after I left um, uh, Harpoons Brothers. And then uh, I worked there. For an entire summer until like November. And uh, then I got a gig uh, writing sports for our local newspaper while I was in high school. And after that, I was paid. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, And then I moved to Springfield, and it's where I met Jay. And I worked for a telemarketer there, my first job there. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. I was, uh, I was. Like Michael Scott, uh, <laughs> not quite that bad. I wasn't selling drugs. I was, uh, there you go. <laughs> I was, I was selling, uh, timeshare vacations to Branson. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. In that area. That's yeah. probably, you could probably get a job doing that before they realized, Oh wait, we can do this in India way fucking cheaper. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, for what, what little hours I worked, it paid pretty well. If, if, if you could, if you could get people signed up, it paid really well. Um, but I, I, I hated that job. It was terrible. Uh, and then I went to I went to work at Bass Pro at their uh, call center right there on. Were you working there at the same time I was? Or I started working there right after you did, because you said, "Hey, okay. Bass Pro's hiring." And I went and applied the next day, and, uh, and they hired me. And then like you disappeared. <laughs> you were like, <laughs> I got I got that's the only job I ever got fired from. Because you wouldn't sell in enough lures, chartreuse worms. That's right. <laughs> And I and I was up visiting, up visiting somebody here in uh, in this part of the woods and calling in sick. Yeah. Hey, but at least like, I'm sick. I'm about four hours away. <laughs> what a what a Hebrew. <laughs> hey, but, but he but, but but he he kept the one he was there visiting though. They've been together for a long time. That's, a, yeah, that's what matters exactly. And uh, man, I did you ever work at MCI? When you were there? No. Uh, one of the guys on our floor did. He did really well there. Then it came out to be a yeah, big man. scam. <laughs> Stop being a pastor ended up selling long distance. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> yeah, he was, He was. I mean, for a college student, he was making some big money there. What, what was your next job after uh, after Walmart, right after uh, Applebee's? Mm, after Applebee's, uh, that's when I was an overnight manager at a hotel. How'd you like that? Um, it was kind of cool because overnight, you know, uh, a lot of time to yourself, I got, you know, like, you know, I mean, you, you fuck with that. <laughs> you know, I, love it. I, I fucked with that at the time. Still do. Yeah. I, I kind of like that aspect of it. The drunk guests, not so much, you know, yeah. I, I had to call cops on guests all the time, you know, pulling some nonsense. Uh, I had to kick people out of the pool for fucking like, you know, <laughs> things of that nature that are just that come along the with the pool job. is closed. Uh, we got to sanitize exactly. this entire area now. No, it was literally it was it was like 5 a.m. And they fucking came back from like a bachelor party or wherever. And uh, yeah, they head down. 
the hallway there, and I'm like, well, the elevator's that way, and the stairs are right here, so this should be good. And I go and look at the cameras, and I'm like, perfect. I got to go kick these drunk fucking retards out <laughs> at 5 in the morning so that I can go make continental breakfast. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to these eggs. Like, no, these, right, and, and as you know, Hango, like that, it's that last kind of two hours of the shift where you're like, Am I awake? Am I asleep? It doesn't matter because we're here. And we're doing what we're supposed to. You know what I mean? Like, and so I'm in that zone, and I'm like, now I got to go talk to these fucking idiots. <laughs> I've never really. I've had a couple nights that I struggled, really struggled to stay awake. I mean, I can think of two yeah. necessarily that I really had a hard time staying up. When it gets about, because my shift is like from seven to seven thirty, and right. so at five o'clock, I'm like, please God, don't let one of these bum fuck hospitals call and order something that they need stat if they do right i'm gonna be on overtime you know and it's not that i don't mind working overtime is that i've got a now at five o'clock they order something i've got to compete with morning traffic people going to all the factories oh, yeah, here, you know and so that's the biggest problem i have i'm trying to think so after after bass pro i moved back down here and i got a job with my brother-in-law uh, he got, he worked for a contractor and they got a contract at a paper mill, of uh, next state North of us. They have a, they have like these big lakes behind a paper mill where they dump all the sludge and trash that they don't use making paper. So it's, it's, okay. it looks, the lakes are pretty much solid from all the pulp right. waste from the wood. And so every so many years they get so full they got to be cleaned out. <laughs> it's a trash island. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a trash lake. What it's just a lake. There's there's like little trees growing up all over. It's all just wood pulp and chemicals. Right. And so I spent an entire. I started there like in May or June. I guess in the first part of June, and worked there to October. Cleaning it out. Driving a dump truck. And nice. so I mean, we, is that why you glow at night? Exactly why I glow at night. I'm a party favor. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, they, we cleaned like the side until we got down deep enough. And then at that point we were backing down into the lake, the lake is a big, huge holes. All it is ravine. Yeah. Right. And so I would back down with these, this walls of trash on each side of me and they're filling up these <laughs> dump trucks. And we, we worked there. This is how good it was. I got paid. This was in, uh, the summer of 2000 and they paid me 12 bucks an hour to drive circles for, for 12 hours a day, Monday through Friday, and then eight and a half hours on Saturday. Yeah, man, you can't be that. Like, honestly, man, I'm like so many people wouldn't do that, but like, I, I, I'm like, should I go do that right now? Like, the, the worst part about it was the commute because I, I had to drive. Yeah, exactly. I had to drive 45 minutes north of where I live at the time and meet up with right. everybody there and then get in the service truck and drive another 45 minutes north of, of the center to the, to the meal. Oh, that. That so, you know, when I got off, we quit, we quit work. We quit driving the, the trucks at six 30. Well, then it was a 45 minute drive back to my truck and then another 45 minutes South from there. To so get home. I was getting yeah. home like around eight thirty nine o'clock at night. And I had enough time to come in get a shower, eat something. And I would sleep till quarter to quarter, quarter till five the next morning. And get up and do it all over again. Um, yeah, I did that for an entire summer, and then yeah, it's a pretty grueling schedule, but it's not bad money oh, in that I, era. I was single, 
I wasn't married. There um, you go. I, like I said, I just moved back down here from Missouri. So I was living with my, mo- my mom. And so all that money was just, my truck was paid for. This is cash in, pocket, in my pocket. Yeah. You know, one Saturday night I got home, you know, at like six, we only, only worked eight and a half hours on, on Saturdays. And mom's like, why don't you go out and do something? I'm like, I'm beat. I'm glad to be at the right. house for five minutes. You know, I'm glad to be sitting here in the, in the, on the couch right. for a little while. Um, I haven't had time to scratch my ass. I ain't had time to do anything besides shower and eat. That was it. Hey, did that pay, did that paper pulp? Did that smell like it does when they're when they're actually making the paper? Exactly like it. I, I was it, I was awful. in. How did you get past that smell? You get used to it. it smelled like money. It, but it's it's off. I don't know if you've ever smelled paper being made, but it's the worst. Oh, it's it's bad. I haven't. No. Even though they're about an no. hour and a half north, of, about an hour hour and a half north of us now. On the days when there's a strong north wind, we can smell it here. You know, yeah. and it's a good hundred miles away from us. I no mean, kidding. dog when they're making when they're making dog food, cereal, and paper. Yep, those three things smell horrible, man. There's a dog food plant <laughs> just up, just up the street uh, from where I work at now, probably a good mile away. And when they're cooking at night, man, the whole town reeks of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot I another imagine. job I had too before I moved to Missouri. The summer before I moved to Missouri, uh, I worked at a sawmill stacking lumber. That was some shit too. I lost like sixty pounds that summer, just from from stacking the lumber nonstop. That was rough. Addison, are you froze? No, there you are. Uh, you you were away in your no. little thoughts. You you didn't move a muscle, man. No, I, was, I was looking at the setting for the fan on my computer because I didn't want it to be too loud. Oh, okay. No, you. I hadn't heard it at all. You're fine. Um, all right. I'm trying to think what I did after I left the the mail. Um, or after I left after I left driving the truck. What was your next one? Oh, shit, where was I? What, what, uh, oh, the the overnight manager at the hotel. Yeah. Right. Um, so I got fired from there. <laughs> As you do. Yeah. That was the manager was um, a real prick. <laughs> and so, yeah, he he used to log into his Facebook on the office computer, and so. I I determined you didn't. That, <laughs> I determined that I should do that for him while he was away, and and um, yeah, he he's he was upset. He was a homosexual. Okay, and so and so there were a number of messages that I sent to what I understood to be his boyfriend Addison. at the time. You crossed a line. Yeah. I did. I did. And I'm <laughs> Look at Chase covered his face. Like, even he knows it's bad. Come on. No, it was, it was, that's, that's one of the things that in my career path that, that I guess I'm not quite, um, yeah, I'm not really proud of it. It was, it was a bad thing to do. It was. And then I lied directly to his face when he asked me if I did it. <laughs> did you go, what me? I would yeah, never. I, I was like, I was like, Oh, well, then it was funny because he's like, he's like, you know, I've contacted the FBI about this. It's <laughs> like you contacted the FBI about your Facebook messages. Really, <laughs> he went hard in the paint on that, man. Damn. Oh yeah, he was. Well, he he went full like kind of, and I don't want to be disrespectful. You're welcome to cut this out if if it's not suitable for your listeners. But he he went to the sort of pissed off faggot kind of range and and 
<laughs> Some know. things said on this show were not necessarily the views of the Hango Show or Tripod <laughs> Broadcasting. Those are, those are views of GTST only. All I'm, all I'm saying is he went to a particular place, and, and I sort of retaliated in not answering him when he asked me if I did it, if that's fair. Sure, it's fair. Oh, I want to know why you were fired. Was it because you didn't get the breakfast out in time or what? No, he's, he's he, he must be, go ahead. Tell him again. He, he, he knew that I did it. He, he he knew that I did it. Like he couldn't prove it and he couldn't, but he knew that I did it. So they just, but fired what, excuse, me. what excuse did he use? He couldn't say Facebook firing. What, what was his actual? Oh, what did they say? Crossing I don't remember. personal line. Yeah. I mean, we're in at will state. So I think it was just like, get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Yeah. You know, after I finished driving the truck, I went to college, started trade school, and I was, I was. What was the trade school for? I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> I got a degree. Okay. I don't want people digging in my past. I mean, come on. Yeah, I, I had a, I got a degree in international drug running. Okay, is that that good enough? I learned how to how to package cocaine well, properly. Yeah. When I was going to trade school, I worked. So I went to trade school. You know, for like from eight to four during the day. And then I would go home and sleep and I would work overnights at a gas station. Uh, so I'd work till four, get home. What was, do what? What was the shift there? Like what, exactly what hours? I, I worked from, uh, from 10 until seven, I believe. Ouch. Yeah. So you would sleep between I'd sleep like from, trade school from five and, to nine thirty. Yeah. And then I would get up and work overnight and then I'd get off and have just enough time to get home, get a shower, get dressed, and go to college. Yeah, the college. Well, was- and that's how the hotel got for me. Yeah, overnights. Because yeah. I was, I had started college at Lindenwood, and it was like, you know, there's there's like nine a.m. classes, and I got off of work at seven. Like it's just not, it's not in the cards. It's you rough, know, no, man. no longer like. I- like I'd do it, you know, because like like the way that you do it is the way you have to do it. Where you're like, this is my schedule now, and try and stick to it as best you can. Yeah. But like I, I yeah, I was like, there, I can't be a person at school and do this. Well, it was just so. I was trying to get it done. I was trying to get college done as fast as possible. So I was taking full days. I was knocking out all my courses as fast. I was trying to do three semesters and two. I, I, was, oh, I was. I just wanted to get done with it. Yeah. You know. Um. And then uh, I moved to New Hampshire for a while, and I worked for a major book retailer. They had just launched their website, and I did customer service. Oh, really? for, I did customer service for them. Interesting. And then nine eleven happened, <laughs> and <laughs> as it did, as it did, or did it? Anyways, we can get into that later. <laughs> After that, um, they started. <laughs> they started doing a lot of a lot of cutbacks. Um, and I was like one of the first, one of the last ones hired, and so I was one of the first ones to go. I had the least seniority out the door, yeah. And I moved back home, and I got here, and I worked at a local factory. Um, and they we made uh, furniture for fast food joints, like the chairs and stuff, oh, like, really? like McDonald's or whatever. Or like, so what were you doing? Like gluing them together? Or? I worked at a auxiliary warehouse. They had a warehouse away from the factory, like across town. And so I had a, a van over there and they would call and say, Hey, we're out of this part. Like a, it's like a part number. And right. I, I would go back in the warehouse. 
I'd pull a pallet of those parts, put it on the van, drive it across town, drop it off at the loading dock, and come back and wait for my next call. Oh, really? So you were you were pick and pull for uh, like just like driving a flat truck? Yeah, it was it was a, it was a van, like, like a gigantic van. Oh, no kidding! Yeah, and so I would just if it's a you know, they at least I, we need a lot of times it was they were finishing up production on a certain order, and they would be mm-hmm. out of part. They would be out of enough parts to finish that order. So they would call me uh, and they'd say like, Hey, we need like two more boxes of, of this part. I would grab oh, so them. a lot of little yeah. shit. Yeah. I mean, it was everything from, from like the legs on molded booths down to like nuts and bolts, you know, they would oh, call, wow. call me, we need three more pounds of this bolt number. I go back there and I'd scoop right. out three pounds of that bolt, take it across, take it to the warehouse, <laughs> you know? So and I'd, then come back and wait for the next call. Yeah, we did, and when we were down, we did a lot of um, inventory stuff, yeah, count, counting and picking, moving things around, consolidating boxes. Uh, yeah, I did so that warehouse warehouse jockey. Yeah, I did that. I t- took a I took a, a couple semesters off college because I was just beat, and um, then I went back to college, and I moved closer. My grandparents lived closer to the college, so I moved. I moved with, I lived with them on the, on during the week and I, I got a job with harpoon delivering pizza. Oh yeah. It's, That's one thing I've never done that I, that I kind of want to do. Dude, it's <laughs> even if you've got a regular job, pr- probably not though in the DoorDash world <laughs> now, it, it may be a little harder. I don't know. Um, yeah, but I worked for him, man. And, and if you work for heart, Oh, he's in here. Hey, harpoon. What's going on, man? <laughs> so he's listening. Um, if you work for him for any amount of time, you become part of the family. Right. Because even after people leave that place, they still stop by to see what's going on. Right. And so when you start working there, you meet this person. This person worked for me three years ago. They still come by to say hi. Or this person worked worked for me for a couple of years. They're coming by to say hi. Um, just because I think it's like. I don't want to compare it going to war, but you went through some trauma with some people in food service. You know? <laughs> no, that's for sure. You're like, yeah, there's a lot of that. Oh, you're back in the sweat box still, huh? Good luck. You know, I got out of here while I had a chance. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so, man, my place is hot. That's for sure. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you go through a lot of trauma working there during the summer, man. It's, it's hot as shit. Um, we used to uh, have a, um, magic marker that we would keep back there by the wall, and uh, we had a thermometer that was back there, and it would top out at 120. So on hot days, we'd look and see what the the temperature was, and we would magic marker write it on the wall back there. There was a lot of <laughs> 115, 16, 17, 18 days back there, and it was it's always tight. So yeah, it's just like that, man. You go through some craziness, man, with some folks that make you tight. <laughs> you learn to love yeah, each other because really. you're going to be on top of each other forever. You're on top of each other. The kitchen he has now isn't quite as, as small as the old one was when I worked, when I worked there for him. Um, the one now you're a little more spread out, but I mean, not a lot, but that old place, man, it was so damn hot back there. Um, yeah, it was pretty funny, man. It could get, it could get, you know, and plus man, we did so much crazy stuff back then, man. It's really, um, <laughs> it's really crazy. Somebody really didn't get hurt. You think? Because, <laughs> yeah. But we so there was a lot of that. 
<laughs> there was a lot of that in my second Chick-fil-A experience. There was a lot of horsing around. It was a lot of guys like my age. Like it was, <laughs> there was a lot of Adderall. <laughs> it just, it was just kind of a, you know, a free for all in some ways. <laughs> yeah. You guys are doing a great job, man. Just wanted to say, Hey, appreciate it, man. Thanks for coming over last night. I enjoyed it, man. See y'all. Love you, brother. Love you too. Worked with, like I said, he had a really, a real family camaraderie once you worked for him. Um, right. And so worked for him, then opened my, my own business, did that for a while, got married, did that job, same job, just for a, another person. I worked for them doing the same thing um, for a little while. Then I went to work. And this, this is the same marriage you're on now? The one and only. <laughs> I'm just, you know, I seems fair to ask. Well, I've always, I think I've always told you that if something ever happens between between me and Tink, I'm, I'm never whether one of whether you know she get tired of my bullshit and leave, or or <laughs> God forbid something happened to right. her, you know, you're, I'll I'll never do it right. again. You're like I am. I'm like. That's always the most likely scenario. Yep. Like when, when, whenever I consider it, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, just like one day she just might wake up and be like, boy, this is nuts. I'm like, <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> What'd she say? I'm not really sure. What, what did you say, babe? She could, said it could, could be, be tomorrow. tomorrow. I, I think Tink thinks the same thing, man. Just any time. <laughs> right I'm just, it's every, always on the table every morning when i come home from work and she's still on the bed i'm like oh i got one more day she she didn't exactly. she didn't give up that yeah. um every morning when i wake up and she's still there i'm like oh thank god <laughs> she didn't sneak away um, right she didn't figure it out <laughs> yeah after i left uh after i finished doing my job i went to work for some other people i did the same industry and then I went to work for a major book retailer in their shipping and shipping and receiving department, loading and unloading trucks. Um, so you've done a lot of freight type ship. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, when you're my side, everybody's like, oh, you can pick up something heavy. Come on. I got a job for you, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. But all those, all those uh, freight jobs, uh, working loading docks, all those jobs, uh, played into me getting the job I have now. Yeah, because oh, for sure. They wanted somebody who could work unsupervised and understood how shipping and receiving works. So that really helped me. Hey, Meredith. He said, hey. I'm not actually leaving. That was a joke. I know. Not going to happen. I know. This is a PG rated show, sir. I don't, I don't <laughs> need any sexual actions happening on my show. Oh, I forgot she can't hear me. I could say anything I wanted right now. She would never know. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> I'm not going to say it though. Um, Are you going to bed? No. Damn. It's here to be annoying. <laughs> anyway, yeah. And after after uh, we bought a house and moved to the town we're in now, um, I got a gig uh, selling guns and and uh, jewelry. Uh, and I did, I did that for a, so it's like a one-stop shop mm-hmm. for gangbangers. Yep. Pretty much. <laughs> I, I'll get you strapped and ice in the same setting, man. Let's go. Come on. What you, <laughs> that's fucked up. I got you what a nice a, Smith and Wesson job. 
We'll get you a Smith and Wesson and a Jesus chain. A career Mason. That's it. <laughs> we're gonna get you. Get you this Glock. We're gonna get get you, get you a, a Jesus piece. We'll get you a Jesus piece, and we're gonna set you up, man. Ready for a Saturday Unbelievable. night? Unbelievable. Yep. No. Well, <laughs> there are no words. <laughs> uh, well, I, because I'm I'm really you know in my head as well. I'm trying to get not only. I mean, like I said, it makes perfect sense for you, but <laughs> I'm trying to get my head around the type of establishment as well. Like I'm just sort of, oh, it, was, it was, it was a pawn shop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what I pictured. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, people, bars on the windows. No, really? No, no man. We're not, we're not, we're not in that kind of town. Come on. Well, shit. Yeah, I mean, we had it. We if had I ever a, want some guns and jewelry, I know I'll just pop down there. Yeah, well, good luck getting to them because <laughs> at the, that's the the shittiest part was at the end of the night. Um, we took all oh, the jewelry, to everything up, all the jewelry, all the guns, go back in the safe, and uh, it's like a huge walk-in safe, it's gigantic. And you probably got to count it all when you pick it up and when you drop it back in. Well, or, like we did because that's how the I guns jewelry for a while, and that's how it was with us. The guns, not so much. I had to do a, I had to do a monthly audit on the guns to make sure all the serial numbers that were supposed to be there were there. Uh, right. The jewelry pieces, we had to count three times a day. Yeah, uh, because the same know, thing we did. Yeah, people were coming in, touching stuff, make sure everything gets put back in the case and everything. Uh, and it was some some high end pieces. We, we we handled Rolexes and Omega watches. We had you know a, a ton of really high end stuff. Um. Guns, man. I the first year I was, I was at that shop, I made so much damn money. The commission check because oh, you were on commission. Yes, yeah. God, dude. Um, it all <laughs> it all went to shit when one of the main the manager we had when they started the thing, he left, and that really hurt us. Uh, this guy's been in, in the pawn business for years and years. I'd love to get him on here sometime. He lives. He lives down in Florida now, um, but under his tutelage, man, I I could not make enough money. I, it was like backing up a dump truck every every week when I got my commission check. Anyways, uh, yeah, so I I worked there. Guns and jewelry, yeah, guns and jewelry. Um, I think I pretty yeah, much I can equipped, imagine the commission was nuts. I pretty much equipped three or four militias in our area with every piece of firearms <laughs> they got because it was like the, I had I had a book like a actual date book of just names and what they were looking for. And then I would, no I, would I would spend my days when I wasn't on the sales floor. I was still on the sales floor, but I would sit at the computer and check arms list, uh, all these different kind of marketplaces that I had access to as, as a dealer. Oh, so you could bring it in and then make the commission on it. You slick son of a bitch. But anybody That's there exactly could do it. Do. Anybody there could do it. They just yeah. don't want to put the time in. Yeah, well, for sure. Because, I mean, there was nights, there was many nights when I first started, especially, I would come home with that date book and sit down, and Tink, yeah. Tink would bring my supper to me at the computer. And I would sit there and eat my supper, and I would be there, I'd be at the computer till 2 a.m. sending emails and trying trying to work out deals. And then I'd go trying to, to buy the things. Uh, or, or people emailing me, because my business card had, had my work email on it. Or they'd be emailing me at 11 o'clock, hey, could you find me this? And some of the most oddball shit, wanting a Colt chambered in like like 38 Super 
I'm like, well, I'll try. And then I'd find it. Like, I found it, but it's going to cost you this much. Have it sent. I'll, right. be, I'll be there tomorrow, tomorrow with the money. And these guys didn't write checks. They came in with like, oh, yeah, like gangster sure. roles, you know. And so. Oh, yeah. No, I'm familiar with the types. Yeah. So for like, <laughs> for like two or three years, I, that's what I did every night when I'd come home. Give her a kiss. Damn. She'd hand me my supper. I would sit down and I'd worked about 2 a.m. Go to bed. I'd get up, get up at, at 7.30. Or, I'm sorry, 6.30. Do it again. And yeah, um, yeah I mean, that, that goes back to the time when, yeah, I'm making a lot of money. But what's it worth? Yeah. Because I, 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 worked, I worked Monday, Tuesday, half day Wednesday. Until noon on Wednesday. I was off Thursday. Then I worked Friday and Saturday. Yeah, but all Thursday you were checking emails anyway, so you know it. I was. I, I would leave work <laughs> yeah. at noon, and if there wasn't anything I had to do, I pretty much sat at my computer and was shooting emails back and forth or trying to find stuff for somebody. And I did that for about two right. years, and then I hit burnout. Yeah. And, and then they were like, why aren't you making as much money as you were? It's, it's, when, a, when, a, it's when a bunch of the uh, firearm stuff got handed down during the Obama administration. And plus, Facebook cracked down on gun oh, groups. Yeah. And when they started, they started regulating a lot more on what could be bought and sold online. I was done. Yeah. You know, so I left there and went to work. Left there and I went to work at a local sawmill, stacking lumber again. Um, nice. I've done it before. I can do it again. You know, whatever puts food on the table. Yeah. And then I left there and went to a big box retailer and worked there for two years uh, doing asset protection. Was it Big Blue? I'm not going to say that. Use your imagination. <laughs> um, <clears throat> doing asset protection there. And I did that. And then I got a job at the local sheriff's department working as a correctional officer. And I did that for about six months or about six weeks. And I got off the job I have now with the, with the blood company. And I was like, I'll take that. Yeah. No kidding. The CO job would have been okay. It would have been okay. But a lot of people who become big of a, butt. <laughs> a, a lot, well, number one, they work swing shift. So for a month, uh, for a month, you would work days. And for a month, you would work nights. If I could, yeah, that's that's it, brutal. It's rough. A local manufacturer here close to us, they do the same thing. They do it every two weeks, two weeks on days, two weeks on nights. That's bad. A month on month, a month on days, month on nights. That was that was rough on me. I couldn't imagine doing it every two weeks. Um, yeah, for sure. But if I could have worked overnight at, at, at the county jail, I'd have been fine. Been no problem. Um, but they work twelve hour shifts. So like six to six, that's rough. Um, but the biggest problem working in a jail facility is you have four different, four different squads working. And the squad I was on was pretty good. We had one guy who, who liked to cause fucking problems just to irritate Inmates, um, right? Other three squads, they lived for that shit. They li- they lived to get to be an asshole, pretty much. Um, yep. 
it, it, it attracts the type. <laughs> it does. Um, I, 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 I told Tink, I, I said, I hate being, cause we were, we were all, when you on your off weekends, you were off Friday, Saturday and Sunday. And so, um, I get home Thursday. She's like, are you excited about your weekend? I said, not really. I said, cause the crew who's running this weekend, when I get to work on Monday, everything's going to be a disarray. Inmates are going to be yeah. all pissed off. They're going to be starting a bunch of shit, you know, and we had everybody who was in there from a DUI to capital murder. It was on hold. Yeah. You know, and one, one yeah, of the, a little diplomacy will get you a long way. One of the inmates asked but some me, of those guys are like, well, I'm the absolute authority. So my, what might as well have fun with that. <laughs> yeah. well, one of the inmates said, I mean, seriously, that's, one of the inmates asked me, I'm not trying to toot my own horn here. He's like, why are you so cool with us? And I said, because you know, I said, number one, this is already a stress, stressful situation we're in. This is already a right. super stressful situation we're in. Why do I want to come in here and make it even harder on y'all? Squeeze it. Yeah. I said, and yeah. num- number two, I'm hoping that if I show y'all a little respect, you'll show me a little bit too. Yep. I said, and number three, it's but by the grace of the gods that I'm not sharing the bunk right next to you. Yeah. I asked him, I said, what, yeah. are you, what are you in here for? He goes, possession with intent. I said, shit, I've smoked weed. Yeah, yeah I've been there. Yeah. Asked one of the guys, so what are you in here for? He goes, uh, I got had a, a, a probation for DUI and I got popped. I'm like, I've drank and drive before. I just hadn't got yep. caught. Yep. You know, I, I said, I said, I'm no different than y'all. We did, we're just under different circumstances. That's all it boils yeah, down to it's, in this moment. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it, that seemed to really strike a chord with them. Um, we had had one guy in there, and he would have bad days. He was in segregation, mm-hmm. and a lot of the COs like to flex their muscle on him to really give him a hard time. And one day, I pulled, he had killed his mother with a garden hoe on Mother's Day. Oh, my God. Like, chopped her up. And, what a uh, sweetheart. Yeah. Um and I think I think he was on PCP when he did it. I think that's an excuse. I'm just saying he was in an altered state. Um, yeah. And one day I saw that he he was not making eye contact. You know, I'd let him out to get his shower and everything, and I went to take him back up there. And um, he got the door. He had like had his head down. He goes, he goes, thank you, officer. And I said, hey, hang on a second. I said, what's what's going on? And he looked up, man. It was just tears coming down his eyes. He said, "Yeah, my daughter won't let me talk to my grandkids anymore." He said, "That's all thing I want to do is call and talk to my grandkids." And she ain't let me. He was, he was, he was mad. He was, he was so mad. He was crying. It wouldn't, it wouldn't. It was tears of, of hurt because he couldn't talk to his grandkids. But he was also mad at his daughter for keeping him away from him. I said, yeah. "Look, man, I said, if you've got a problem, we can talk about this stuff." I said, "Don't sit in that cell and think that you've got no one to talk to." Because right. one of our other officers with me, I said, me, Officer B, either one of us will be glad to talk to you. That's, that's what we're here for. You know, I said, I'm more than just a guy that locks you in your cell. You know, and um, right. he said, I think I'm just going to read my Bible for a while. I said, if this what gives you some peace, man, go for it. You know, and I, right. I, I put him in the rest of the day. I'll go by there. And he'd either be asleep or I went by one day. And he One night he was sitting there writing. I tapped. I said, you good? He said, you know, he, he was after that. If he had a problem, 
he would come and tell me what was going on. Yeah. But a lot of COs didn't want to do that. They just wanted to be assholes. Yeah. Well, because like I said, they, they know they have the absolute authority. So, you know, why not push my limits there? Because I'm, I'm a dumb ape. Yeah. Well, one problem I had too was that on the shift, <laughs> I mean, you know, on the shift opposite of us, when we were off on the weekends, this shift worked our work the weekends and the sergeant on the shift, who was the highest ranking officer on the shift, he was dating one of the other COs. Of course he was. And, and so whenever somebody would be smart with that female CO, the sergeant would just go in there and start whooping his ass. And I was like, he's, they should not allow him to work the same shift as she is. Right. And apparently him and two or three, a couple of the other COs had went into one of the guys in SAG and had beat up on the guy pretty bad. When I got back Monday, yeah. uh, that prisoner was standing there at his cell. And I was like, man, are you okay? He said, officer so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so came in here the day and just roughed me up. He said, I really didn't do anything. Well, I don't know how true that is, you know. The guy might have been being an asshole. I wasn't there. Right. Um, right. But he said, you know what? It's going to be a lot different when I got here and the rabbit's got the gun. <laughs> like, have a good day. We'll see you next time. <laughs> you know, what do you say to that? <laughs> That's right. You know? Um, yeah. And so, yeah. Did I we worked, hit the punch card or what? Yeah. I worked there about <laughs> six weeks. Two for one special. <laughs> and then I got all, I put in an application for the job I have now, uh, driving the blood around. And um, the they did it called the uh, like our district headquarters is in uh, in Baton Rouge, and uh, lady called me and did like a she called me it was a foreign number I was like who's calling me from Baton Rouge and I answered it and she was like hey I'm with so and so and I'm with so and so and I'm like oh oh hey I'm glad I answered this phone call you know. <laughs> You know, <laughs> and she's like, I just want to do a pre-screening interview with you. Went to ask me questions. I answered them. She's like, I'll tell you what. She goes, go to the local center you replied at um, on Tuesday, do an in-person interview with her manager. Said, Sounds awesome. So manager called me the day before. Manager I have now. I love her to death. She's great. And she's like, it's only going to be about a 30-minute interview. It's about how long it will last. I was in there for an hour and a half. Cause we just, you know, oh, me, nice. you know, me, I'll talk to anybody. Shit. Let's sit and have a conversation, right. you know? And so me and her said, you know, like the first 20 minutes of, of that, that appointment was the interview. And she's like, you have any questions for me? Well, I want to ask you your questions. Where does the job, where, where, where am I going? What do I do? You know, how long am I going to be working? I, I wasn't asking her, asking her actual questions about the job. And, um, she's like, I'll tell you what, I'll call you tomorrow with an offer. Sounds good. Just let me know. Yeah. You know, that and, and cuz there was two positions open. It was for the overnight shift that I have now and one working like from 10 until 10:30 on second shift. 10 in the morning to 10:30 at night. Uh and, yeah, and it'd be it'd be working on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday and Saturday. Mm. And she said, "Which one do you prefer?" I said, "I prefer the overnight." I said, I, I, you, right. "You know, and uh, and so when she called me, she's like, "Yeah, we're gonna give you the overnight position." She said, "You've got enough experience that you can you can handle this by yourself." She said, I think once <laughs> you learn our system, you'll have no problem. So, awesome, right? And I've been there now for it'll be it will be three years on September 11th. I started on September 11th. <laughs> <laughs> of course you did. Of course I did. Of course you did. Yeah, in memoriam. 
In the <laughs> of course, of course. Uh, oh, man. So nice. That, that's my whole job career. We, we've covered that tonight, at least. Damn. Well, well, shit. Where, where where was I? What was the last one that I was on? Oh, well, you, um, you did. You left the hotel. Hotel. And then you went back to Chick Fil A. No, I don't think it was then that I went back to Chick Fil A. I think I went to school only for a little while. Okay. And I worked some. I worked some odd jobs while I was in school. Right. That's that. There was during that period that I sold jewelry for a summer, basically. Um, I served at a couple of other restaurants, I think, because um, I worked in a barbecue place down on Main Street with Matt, actually, for a brief period of time. He was there and I was there. <laughs> and then I worked at another place on Main Street that uh, he had worked at, <laughs> ironically enough, and I was working there after him. You just followed in his shoes. Something like that, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, and then it was, and then it was after some personal events, if you will. Gotcha. That I went back to Chick Fil A because okay. it was kind of uh, a really good opportunity at that point. Yeah. And that was when I came back, and I was there for like two years at the one location, and then I left there and went to open another location, and was there for another two years. So that was like the longest stint there. And then and then from there I left to go work at a uh basically a diverter, like a grocery wholesaler, mm-hmm. a grocery wholesale company, like a privately owned grocery wholesale company. But basically what they do uh is they're a diverter. Like so they buy um Oreos that are headed for Spain because you can get them for ten dollars a case instead of Kroger's normal $13 a case that they pay. And then you can go quote Kroger eleven fifty five a case. And then on every case you sold, you just made a dollar 50. Yeah. So that's literally what they do all day long. And it's, it's, it's honestly a lot of like what you were talking about with your gun show. Mm-hmm. So when you when you were selling guns, like it's a whole lot of like constant emails, constant phone calls, constant, like, let me close this. Let me close this. Let me close this. It's like working, a, like, um, it's like working on like on a, uh, on a uh, commodities exchange. A hey, little bit. Hey, he's a got that. Bit, I'm going to yeah. go out for this price and I'm going to sell it for this price. It's like buying futures on stuff, yeah. moving stuff around. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, a, it's a little bit of that. And a um, lot of money, a lot of money. Like the company I worked for did 65 million and they were a privately owned company of, and that wasn't even counting the Amazon portion that I was working at, which was around 6 million. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was just, it was just crazy. And, and like one of the guys that I dealt with a lot there, uh, who was a diverter down uh, uh, in, on the coast of Miami, his POs and invoices and shit that he would send had his home address on them. And, and so I'm like, Oh, well that's, you know, I'll just put that in the Google maps and see. And I was like, see where the guy living. Shit. Oh, he had, he had a, he had a compound. What, uh, one of these like multi-million dollar mansions down here in Miami, just like, you know, just ridiculous. Yeah. Like there's, there's an ass load of money. Like the guy who owns the company here in St. Louis that does it, like his kids go to like Chaminade and all that shit. Like, that? you know, they shop at Plaza Frontenac. Like he, oh, so it's like some he, kind of high end shopping area or something. I don't know what that is. It's, it's, it's a mall that like, I think has a Rolex store in it gotcha. to give you a kind of a, yeah. Like Rodeo yeah, drive. It's one of thing. these kind of like, yeah. Like, yeah. I think, I think if the Kardashians were ever in St. Louis, they probably shop <laughs> there like that. Seriously. Like it's that kind of, you got to laugh from, like, the, from the, from the peanut gallery there. <laughs> she laughed. She was like, ah, um, 
But that's Plaza Frontenac, yeah. Okay. But he they, they would shop there. And then one time, like, he – so his kid went to college and said that they didn't want the car, um, that they were fine, you know, and then decided, like, halfway through the semester that they wanted the car. So he paid a car service to put the car on a trailer, just like the kid's Jeep Wrangler that he bought him, and, and have it, like – shipped to him at college to give you an idea of uh, yeah this okay but but the dude i mean the thing was the dude was a prick i mean absolute absolute worst boss i have ever worked for in my life bar fucking none yeah like i mean the guy i heard i heard him scream at an employee to where the entire office could hear it was a small office it was just kind of a, a horseshoe shape really of cubicles Um, And then a half wall between them, you know, so not huge, but I heard him scream at another employee where the entire office could hear that uh, the the employee should kill himself. Holy shit. Because he does that poorly of a job. Damn. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so, and so that gives you an idea. Like it was just that kind of shit 24 seven. Well, that's, that's me and me and um, guy who works shift before me on, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, I usually get to work a little early anyway. He's kind of wrapping up his shift. I really want to get him on the show. We just can't get. He's a he served in Afghanistan and Iraq. He's a, he's a really funny guy. He's hilarious, and uh, nice. I really want to get him on the show. But we were talking the other night, and I, we we're talking about our manager. And I said, "Man, I said she makes this job so much fun and enjoyable." And he goes, "Yeah." He said, "I would have probably left because he's been there for like almost eight years." And he said, I, I've had a couple opportunities to leave this job, but I don't want to leave because of her, you know? And yeah. And me and that's why I, you know, I've always it heard makes a difference. people say they leave management. They don't leave jobs. Yep. You know? And so yeah, it, managers can make, or they do, they make or break your job. Yeah. Well, I, I honestly don't really know how he's in business. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they, they, they have, uh, you know, imaginably so an extremely high turnover rate because of that kind of behavior. Cause it's just, it's just out of control. Yeah. You know, well, the job um, that, that Tink had, she started at the job she used to have. Uh, she started it in December before we got married in May. Um, and so she was at that job for 14 years, a little over like a couple of months, over 14 years. And, uh, back when COVID started, she was working from home. She was like, I'm looking for something else. She'd been looking for something else a few times, right. but nothing compared to the money she was making. The yeah. job with her commission and everything. And, um, you know, I, she's like, I, th- I, th- I think I found another job. It's going to be comparable, but we're going to be a little short money. I was like, that's fine. We we can, we can make cuts. You can right. always cut stuff out. You know, <laughs> that's not a big deal. Um, I said, because seeing her struggle all those years to put up with some of the bullshit she had to put up with to see her guy from underneath that. It made me happier. It definitely made her happier. She didn't. It's totally different person. Dread from going to work every day. Her calling the way home crying about something that happened, you know, and there's as a husband, there's nothing you can do for that. You can't go whoop somebody's ass. You know, they sound like assholes. (laughs) You can't go whoop the job's ass, you know, um, yeah, but seeing her now, it's like night and day. Yeah. You know, um, 
yeah. So after you left there, did you start your own thing then? Um, no, I left there to go work for another, um, what I was sort of told was going to be a Amazon job, like selling on Amazon. That's what I was thinking. And yeah. Yeah. And what that job actually was, was a whole bunch of Shopify maintenance and email oh, marketing. Great. Yeah. Like it really, it really kind of was a totally different uh, thing in the end. Um, and, and it was, it was kind of going well towards the end. Actually, I had really kind of like filled in the role pretty well with what they wanted. Um, but the company was losing a ton of money just because of a whole bunch of reasons. I mean, there were they were losing money when I came on, and and then he paid me way too much, quite honestly. And then and then, um, yeah, they were still losing money, and so the board was like, "Hey, we're removing the CEO," and I was remote actually, and they're like, "Well, um, you know, it's it's no real change; just kind of continue on, won't be." And I'm like, "Okay, whatever you say," uh, and because I reported directly to him, you know, right. and then uh, yeah, and then they 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 fired me <laughs> and I, I haven't had a real job ever since, <laughs> but you've got a real job. Well, you've got a couple real jobs raising two kids. <laughs> no, we have internet companies. I got the peanut gallery back here. <laughs> what, what? I'm going to put this other earbud back in. <laughs> um, what were you saying? Hango, the who's you hosting the show that I'm on right no, now? I said, you said you have, you have no respect. I tell you, you have a couple different internet companies. That's a real job. Um, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. As a previous <laughs> business owner, I know that, I mean, people are like, Oh, you're self-employed life on easy street. It's just, it's just like every, you learn, I don't know. Learn as you go, man. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, that's true. That's true. And I am hopefully. I know that I am. There are, there are some things that, that I have definitely learned, but it's, yeah, it's a grind. Like I really, I really don't know where to go next in some ways, you know, on some things I, like, I really don't know what else you can do what's to next. expand or what. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, kind of that. What else I can do to expand, you know, um, in the way that I want to, you know what I mean? Like, so Yeah. <laughs> but if anybody's interested in the finest CBD products available, <laughs> Look, man, I pitch you every show. The, you know that that's, that's the tag do, on my do. show, yeah. man. Um, and it's, it's, it's fantastic stuff, dude. We, we actually, so I just did this 4th of July sale. Um, and a ton of people took advantage of it. Like they really did. Um, and it's, it's, it's just, I just consistently hear amazing stuff. Like for sleep, for pain, for just all kinds of Dude, stuff. That freeze gel, man. Um, that is the yeah, best yeah, stuff. The I'm so up. glad you brought it back. That's that stuff is <laughs> that stuff knocks anything. It gives you like almost instant relief. Uh, the the yeah. the menthol just to just to ease it, and then when the CBD gets in, man, it's mm -hmm. it's top notch stuff. And the, and the new one, the new one has uh, camphor in it, which is actually a, an FDA recognized um pain reliever okay like they've approved camphor as as an actual pain reliever um and it has camp camphor aloe menthol like a ton of good shit and it's it's really good like my kids ask for it all the time yeah. <laughs> they're mean, like dad i need some freeze gel on my legs <laughs> freeze me up dad um yeah no because they run too damn much and don't drink enough water <laughs> they gotta drink you just, i drink this while we're sitting here 
Yeah. That's number two today. Well, I'm, I'm the same way, but they're like, you know, I'd, I'd put an IV in them if I could. Yeah. <laughs> There's that too, I guess. <laughs> um, I mean, they get they get running and they go outside and they don't even think about it in the heat. You know, they're just like, hey, I'm outside and I'm having a blast. And it's like, you are flushed and soaked in sweat. Please drink water, <laughs> drink water before a I lot of take it. you to the emergency room <laughs> and admit to them I'm a horrible parent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, as I posted the video in in the green room a minute ago, I talked to Matt about it just passingly. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Andrew WK at all. Uh, musician. Uh, it doesn't ring a bell. No, this is him right here. I got the the bobblehead. Andrew WK, and also nice. have also have uh, Joe Boo from Major League. If you remember him, uh, <laughs> got them right here on the table with me. Um, Andrew WK. He's always been his music's always been very positive, uh, very positive message to it and everything. But he, I don't have time to go into the whole history. He, um, a few years back, after he first got big, there was a whole hubbub that maybe there's not only one Andrew WK but two of them, and they kind of switch out during shows sometimes, and that Andrew WK really not might not even really be real, um, and. Uh, there's 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 numbers of podcasts and YouTube videos about it and everything. Um, really? Yeah, but his new album is coming out. Do what? Well, I was going to say. So, so do you do what No Agenda does and only talk about conspiracies in the second half? Yeah, pretty much. I guess. <laughs> uh, it's like a, it's like a meme on the show. They're like, this is second half of show. If it's anything kind of aliens or anything like that. <laughs> now this is it's just really. Um, he's had some stuff going on. He's got a new album coming out uh, called God Is Partying. Um, and he's got two new, the first two singles are already up with the videos, uh, Babylon and I'm in heaven. Um, both the videos are very weird and a huge departure from what he has previously done. Um, he got, he's, he's, he's divorcing his wife of so many years. Uh, he, he keeps his personal life very, very private, which I respect that. A whole lot. Right. Um, right. People don't even know if, they, if he has kids or not. I'm like, good. Keep it that way. Um, but his wife has been in, the, in his band and everything when they tour. Uh, they're, they started the process of getting divorced back last year. And now he's engaged to Kat Dennings, if you're familiar with her at all. She's an actress. Um, yeah. Two, two Broke Girls. Yeah. She was on that show. Um, and his Instagram is quite the anomaly. Um, okay. He's known for wearing like this. This is what he always wears on stage. White shirt, white pants. Always. And they're usually dingy as okay. shit. They're usually covered in dirt and shit. But now on his Instagram, he's posting pictures of him wearing all black or all blue or all red. Um, And there's a guy, I wish I could remember what the name of the site is. The guy's got like a WordPress site. He covers a lot of Gnostic stuff. Yeah. And he did a whole breakdown of the first two. And some interpretations of, of the imagery. Of these two. Because on on the uh, Babylon video, it's a lot of like quick cuts and stuff. And at one point, right. there's like a flashing Rosicrucian cross on the screen. Right. Which has the colors yellow, blue, green, white. They all, they all represent like the sun, the moon, the the wind, fire, whatever. 
Right. Uh, so I went to a deep dive on that stuff. Some crazy, crazy stuff. Uh, dude, send me some of those links. Dude, it'd be super interesting. <laughs> I got it's like that's, that's such a far departure from from him before. This could all be another ruse. Him trying to make people LARP, make yeah, you know sell records because people they started the whole thing about you know is he real is he not is it just is he a made up person playing this part or what? Right. Um, but they did an interview and with who is this Andrew WK. Andrew. Um, and like WK is like, like initials. Yeah. The second part. Just, just, just WK. Just, okay. No periods or anything. Just WK. Uh, right. They, they were, they did, I think Rolling Stone did maybe, maybe it was spin magazine. They did this whole series of books called 33 and a third. Where they took albums. <laughs> it took, they took albums and broke them down, you know, doing interviews with people who were involved in making the album and biographies on the artist or whatever. And they did one on his, big album from like 2001 called I get wet. And they were talking to somebody about the conspiracy that he really wasn't real quote unquote. And the right. interviews like people, a, is the theory that like he's, there's more people to the band than they let on or something. Or the theory like that, is or that, like, that he is a, he is a corporate identity made to sell albums. Uh, that kind of thing. Gotcha. Um, but they interviewed somebody he went to high school with. And they, they had theater class with him and the theater instructor made them all stand up and like, you know, what do you want to do? It's like, Oh, I want to be a great actor on stage. I want to be in the movies. I want to do the, I want to be a director or whatever. And got down to Andrew. They said, what do you want to do, Andrew? And he said, I want to create an identity. Everyone sees, but people aren't sure are even real. And like, oh, he's been planning this since in fucking high school. This is he's finally he gets like his jollies off of fucking with people, you know. And so, yeah, he's created his own LARP. His his name is Andrew Wilts Cryer. That's his his legal name, um, right? But people, he's he's got a song called "Don't Call Me Andy," and it's it's talking about how he's not Andy Kaufman and not Andy Warhol or Andy Warhol Kaufman WK. Right. So there's layers upon, man, if you go in this dig yeah, dive, no shit. you're going to be, you're going to look at your head. You're already rubbing your head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I really, am. <laughs> he, um, uh, the, ch the, uh, the, the, no, I'm, I'm getting this, the complexity here. This is, uh, okay. The okay. Chaluminati podcast. Cause, Cause Andrew Kaufman is like Andy Kaufman was, some weird was like, like there, the goofy, dude. you know, crazy comedian that you didn't know if it was serious or not. You know, the yeah. Andy Warhol was supposed to be like this, you know, this big artist from the seventies. Um, right. the Chaluminati podcast did a two part. Usually, usually, usually their podcast are an hour long and it's done. They did two parts on this to explain all of it. Send me the link to that. I will. Um, I'll listen to it. That sounds that sounds interesting as it's hell to me. Fucking crazy, man! Because I've always liked Andrew WK since that first since I Get Wet came out. I've loved his music, but there's so much stuff hidden in the lyrics. Like there's a song. Yeah. He has a song called "I Love New York City," and like the lyrics are like. Uh, we're your mother, fa father, we're the corporation, you know, just crazy. There's like really veiled wow. lyrics to the song. You're like, that's nothing about New York city at all. That's, that's about dystopia, right. you know? Um, 
but yeah, I mean, I'll send you some stuff about it, but he's, there's some crazy stuff going on right now. His, his, these his first last two videos he just did are, there's a lot of like Gnostic stuff. Yeah. I'll send you the link. Huh. To, I'm going to send you a link to that, uh, that guy who's got well, the there's blog. a lot of interesting stuff going on right now too. I mean, you know, like the stuff that, that, that Matt and I are always talking about, like I, I, I listen to, <laughs> I listened to what was it like a three hour podcast the other day about uh, Joe Rogan, just about CERN. No, about CERN. <laughs> God no. <laughs> yeah, about CERN, man. It's just like yeah. it's just it's, there's there's like like I don't even know where to begin, and obviously I can't really get into it now. But like like did you know that like some scientists have have actually approached them and been like you know hey like you need to knock off like what you're doing because it can fuck with the like timelines and universe and stuff. Here's and, hoping. and they they can't really do anything about it because CERN is a sovereign entity. Yep, I knew that. It used to be in the U.S. Yeah, it operates. It operates as a state. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's just it's just weird shit that's going on, you know. <laughs> like I don't know. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> and then oh. of course the alien narrative. Like I I really do think it's a psyop. I know you think it's a psyop. I really do. But it's okay to be wrong. You think it's really? You think? You think? You think? You think? You think? Uh, Space I, Brothers from Zeta Reticuli have come to tickle your butthole? I hope. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, now I, I, to I, each his own, I don't we, judge. <laughs> we talked about last time the boys were all here. You know, I, I think, you know, I think that space is an actual thing and not fake like you do. Uh, I don't believe the don't. Because you haven't looked at the evidence. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um You'll get, you'll get there, buddy. No. I'll send you some resources. No, I'm not going to smoke that same weed you do. I just have a sober mind, sir. Um, <laughs> they, uh, I, uh, I'll I, decline to comment on that <laughs> as a network executive. I, um, I don't know. I, 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 I think that you know, if you do believe space is real, if you do believe that it that we live in a universe, it's it's kind of arrogant to think that we're the only ones, and only living things throughout a vast galaxy. Mm-hmm. Um, would I put it past the government to pull some shit like that? No, I would not. Yeah, well, that's fair. I yeah. mean, as long as you're not like, well, that's insane. Cause, no, no, no. I, I mean, mean, bro, like, like look into the patents, like shit. shit well, I, mean, I mean, this because it's like the Operation Northwoods to nine eleven, exactly. Like, exactly. Mad Mad yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's like, well, was nine eleven an Operation Northwoods? We ain't never gonna fucking know. Yeah. But but the the puzzle pieces fit. To where it very well could be. Well, it's not even Northwood. You like, think about, you know, how they started the Vietnam War. I talk about you know, exactly. the, the Gulf of Tonkin exactly. accident. The total LARP. So let me ask you this. If if in two years, or not in two years, or in whatever time period in our lives, we are at war with the uh, extraterrestrials, you think you think that'll be a PSYOP or just a money grab? I don't know. I like mean, every war. Reagan alluded to it. Because it seems like they invent wars, to be fair. Reagan alluded to it in a speech. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. He said, "If if a new civilization came from space, the world would have mm-hmm. no choice but to unite and fight together. Putting aside all other things, putting aside difference mm-hmm. of religion, difference of socioeconomic things, we'd have to become a true one world government to fight off that that threat." That's why I think it's a psyop. But what if? What if they want to land from Zeta Reticuli and tickle your butthole? No, 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 no. What if, <laughs> what if, what if they, what if, I'm just saying, since the advance, people think that the advancement of humanity is to reach total peace, 
where there is no more need for war. Okay. Okay. What if they come here? What if they're real and not a government psyop? Mm-hmm. What if they come here in total absolute peace and their brains are so advanced they can't comprehend war? And we just we just smoke them, <laughs> and then they've got they've got no way. They're so far advanced. <laughs> they're so far advanced. They don't even think about making weaponry anymore. I do what you say, right? They're just like they're just like, oh, of course, everyone has reached the the oneness and peace right. that we're at. So and what if so we're the ones who are like, like wait, we, have, we have some guys drive by and, and Paula SS with Glocks and just sideways them sons of bitches, just blap right. blap blap blap. Right. What happens then? Exactly. We go with aliens splattered on the White House oh, lawn. What if, what if what if the narrative is we had to kill them because their planet's got oil on it? Right. <laughs> space yeah. Force in full effect, my man. I do, oh, I I think Space Wars have been in effect for a long time. Of course. Since Reagan at least. Something's, like like I said like I've said on the show multiple times, like some something's going on up there that we don't know about. Um, you know, and I don't Maybe there's deep space minerals. Maybe it's some kind of technology. Maybe it's communication. Maybe it's all of the above. Well, they've, they've been talking uh, about mining asteroids now for the last couple of years. Landing on an right. asteroid and mining it for iron or gold or whatever's on it. Right. Some trippy shit. My personal, my personal theory is that the Death Star is getting resurrected. <laughs> you know Star Wars, or Star Wars isn't real, right? Uh... Maybe. <laughs> Maybe it is. Maybe Lord of the Rings is. Maybe they both are. <laughs> don't don't mess with me like that. The same universe? Holy shit. <laughs> right. Now, now I'm tickling your butthole. <laughs> <laughs> you got anything else for me, Addison? Uh, what's that? You got anything else for me? Uh, not too much. Nothing else? No. Right. I'm going to have to look into that Andrew WK stuff, though. Thank yeah. you for that. I will my, send you the my, uh, the my brother, my brother from a Cajun mother. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that because because you know all the ordinary conspiracies are so are so tried so played now. out. Like, it's like okay, yeah, they they engineered COVID. Like I get it. Like just fucking drop the hammer. Who gives a shit? Whatever, Klaus Schwab. You know he's gonna fucking tattoo us all up our dicks. Like oh, whatever. Fingers and crossed. I just <laughs> right. Like you know, vax up. Whatever. That's fine. But like I, 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 this is interesting. Like I'm like, well, damn, the, that sounds interesting as hell. The whole thing is, it had kind of died down. The whole talk about him being somebody well, else. Yeah, that's what sounds it, so interesting. It was done. It was it was decided. All the weird it's all shit. bullshit. And then he comes with this new album, and he's throwing up satanic gang size, like you like to say. He's doing all this crazy, right. flashing like number codes during the video. Um, right. And yeah, it's. Maybe well, okay. What if that is McAfee's Dead Man Switch? Boom! You can end with that. Nah, it, it, it came out before <laughs> McAfee died. Come on. You know, I didn't even talk about McAfee uh, on my show. Uh, y- y'all kind of discussed. Oh, it. not at all. No, I hadn't. Me and me and Harpoon didn't bring it up last night. Yeah. What I mean. Yeah. I'm 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 kind of where Matt's at. Is is he really dead? Yeah. But then, uh, okay. But it's not even the, the suicide question. That, it's the question is, did he have some kind of contact in the Spanish government to get his ass out of the prison? Right, right. Well, the, the problem with that theory, though, is then I have to entertain the idea that, like, a lot of supposedly dead people probably aren't and, like and have just, like, escaped to wherever and, the breakaway civilization is. 
<laughs> you think Epstein is? I'm, I'm dead serious. You think it's McAfee, yeah, exactly. Epstein, yeah, exactly. and, and Bin Laden all sipping drinks now on the <laughs> beach? <laughs> <laughs> and Cosby only got released so he can join him here in a couple months. Oh God, um, <laughs> Jesus. All right, let's, let's wrap. Well, this. no, dude, I'm serious. Like that's that's just weird shit. Like we're we're totally okay with that dude being out of prison on a technicality because Derek Chauvin went to prison. You realize that? Uh, I guess I don't know. I mean, collectively as a society, I mean, guys like you and I, obviously, but it's like it's it's a weird because. So I actually listened to JRE with Adam Curry today, and he brought that up in there, and he's like. Because they, he kind of makes the joke about uh, it was a last minute schedule, and Adam was like, "I guess, I guess Cosby uh, dropped out on you," <laughs> and, which, is, which is a good joke. It's a good joke, and and uh, you know, and then they have a conversation about that, and Joe Rogan's like, "Dude, can you imagine?" And Adam's like, "No, I can't. Like, I have daughters. Like, you know, like the dude, like fucking drugged. You know, I mean, we all know what he did. Drugged right and, now, um, yep. right? And it's like he's out on a technicality." in 2021, but yet a billion dollars worth of insurance payments went out to black lives matter protest damage. And Derek Chauvin went to prison. Like, and and we feel vindicated because of that. And it's like, everything's okay. And Cosby gets out of prison. It's bizarre times. It is strange times, man. I'm with everything. Indeed. All right, Addison, anything else tonight? I don't you think all so. good. Y'all talked out. Thanks for coming on. Well, I'm not talked it. out. But <laughs> you never talked out. I bet you talk in your sleep. I pro- my wife says I do, but you know, I mean, if you're going to trust a woman. <laughs> okay. With that, <laughs> be sure to go by <laughs> evils.com. E a B L E S. Get, get you save you some money on some premium CBD products by using the promo code Hango 15% off. Also go by Tripod Broadcasting, where you can check out all the shows we have here, including Matt and Addison on GTST. Also, go by MyDelta8.com and check them out. Addison, man, I love you. I appreciate you. Thanks for taking the time to come on with me, man. I hope I hope you have a good night. I love you, too. Anytime all of your uh, other guests bail, I'm happy to do it. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. I love all y'all out there, too. Have a good night. We'll see you next time. <laughs>